So, this is the first ever episode of News and Things Podcast. Okay. We're here inside an edit booth. That's why, you know, that's the situation right yeah, now. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm here with John Hickey. John, you know, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Well, first, you know, this is this is a huge honor. You know, the inaugural, yes. the inaugural podcast. So remember this when you're, when you're famous. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're in, you know interviewing international celebrities, you'll look back on this fondly, thinking I interviewed a weather dork for my first ever podcast. No, you can't say that about yourself. <laughs> oh my god. So I mean, like, so you need a little bit about John. Yeah, so you came here from Vermont, correct? I did. Yeah. So uh, coming here, uh, big opportunity, obviously. Work at the Big One Six, um, and it's rare. It's rare openings here in, in the Weatherland. Um, you know, Kurt becoming the chief was the first time there was any kind of shift in like over 30 years. So that's huge. Um, so it was great to you know come in and, and be part of the team and work nights, uh, five days a week. Got off on the weekend mornings that I was doing up north. Um, so yeah, so that was a great move. Um, born and raised uh, just north and west of Boston in the suburbs. Um, so obviously, you know, a- as it shows, big. Sox fan, Pats fan, go Pats, Super Bowl coming up, just saying. Uh, Celtics, Bruins, the whole bit. Um, Rabbit, I mean, you just can't root for anyone else. It's like, you know, you're, you're a Philly guy. I'm Philly 4 for 4. Yeah, exactly. You know. In the same way. You know. A little rivalry you know. here, but, you know. you know. Okay, I'll take it. So, big skier. Uh, I've been doing that since I was three. Uh, real two, actually. Two, yeah, two years old. Yeah, I, sliding down the hills. So I was, diamond. and I was really slow to learn how to walk. Like I didn't walk till I was like a year and a half. And then I'm two, and I'm on skis. So six months after I learned to walk, I was skiing. Yeah, and then just never looked back. That's that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Now I just want to fast forward a little bit. You're coming from. You worked in Vermont. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Vermont to here. Yeah. Was there a shift? And I'm sure there was a shift with the weather that you're dealing with, but mm-hmm. like you as a person, what was mm-hmm. it like when you first started there and then came here? Uh, it's a little warmer here, <laughs> if you can believe it. You know, I went to school up there too okay. uh, in Vermont, and you know, my freshman year, we went 40 straight days. 40. Wow. 40. So that's you know, what are we talking there? That's like Monkey three boy. three weeks. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, three weeks. <laughs> it's like six weeks. Yes. yes Something yes. like that. Uh, of temperatures not getting above 32 degrees. That would scare me. It, I, I couldn't do it. It was insane. I couldn't and then we had the Valentine's Day blizzard of 07, and we just got like dumped I up remember like that. three feet of snow. Wow. It was it was wild. Um, and then we were in that stretch, there was seven days, so a week's worth, where we didn't get above zero. We went, I mean, day high highs overnight didn't get to zero for a week. That's scary. That's so, even scarier. Yeah. So you they, can't ski in that weather. So you're just, or did you ski? I did ski. Oh. I did ski. Now, it, it's not great. I mean, you're freezing on the chairlift. You know, it, your teeth are rattling a little bit. But yeah, you wear a lot of layers and you take some breaks. Uh, that's what hot chocolate's for. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're the expert here, you know. And you get out there. So to come here, you know, you kind of have to like reset your standards a little bit, right? So, you know, up north, you know, once you start getting to like zero is when you might start saying, oh, it's it's frigid, you know, it's real cold. Here, you get to like 20 and it starts getting to be like, oh, it's really cold. And you're Very like, cold. yeah, so you kind of have to reset your expectations yeah, yeah, heck yeah. In, in what you're saying. 
um, to, to relay the weather message. Like, well, just down in Florida a couple weeks ago, it down, got down to like 50. Oh, people and, are... And, oh, yeah, they have like these like warnings up. It's yeah, like yeah, dressing yeah. layers. And I'm like, oh my God. But you know, it's all relative, right? It's I mean, relative. if you're used to it being in the 60s and 70s, and now it's like, oh my gosh, we're going to be like in the 40s overnight. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's big news. Now you as a person, you as a journalist, I mean, mm -hmm. you have... You know, when you first started, was there growth to now? Now John Hickey, like you're the freaking man at <laughs> night, man. People, people look forward to your newscast. It's you know, it's I always tell people, you know, we're starting in the business. Start off trying to work five days a week doing weather if you can. It's hard. You know, a lot of the openings for people just starting off are you know weekend nights or weekend mornings, three days a week reporting. Um, but I was super duper fortunate. Um, I mean, I started doing just like this part-time gig at uh, WCAX in Vermont uh, when I was still in college. I was still a senior at the time. And do, doing like these like morning cut-ins on weekends, um, that kind of deal. But my first full-time gig was five days a week morning weather. And that's like the dream because that gets you so many reps so fast. Mm -hmm. So you go from total novice to like kind of decent after like a year, be just for a matter of like you're on TV, on TV, on TV. You know, if you've ever watched a morning newscast at all, I mean, the weather's on, it seems like always. All the time. Always. All the time. It's, but you know, here, I think it's broken up. I think Joe's on like three times and that's actually not a lot. Um, like a lot of stations are like four and five times, you know, it's like every single time that they come back from a commercial break, the first thing that you see is some sort of short weather in a lot of stations. Um, so that wasn't the case where I was in Elmira, but it was, it was enough. You know, you're on like, you know, three and four times every half hour. Our show was only an hour. Um, and then we had a noon show as well. So, I mean, again, just like all those repetitions. So to go from that to uh, the next gig was Vermont, or back to Vermont, and that was more of like, it was weekend mornings. So you, you're not getting as many reps, and when you're still new, you need those reps. So to get back to doing it five days a week, I feel like there has been a lot of growth because you're able to kind of like, find yourself I hate that I hate that phrase I'm doing air quotes as I do this but you You're find yourself quotes. okay you find yourself doing, you know, so getting, getting, used getting, to it. You're getting used to getting, getting back into a rhythm. Because when you're just kind of like, you know, popping on the weekend mornings yeah. and like here and there during the week, you kind of, you know, you maybe miss a little, you, little you, stuff, you, you know, you lose your mojo. Think of it like when you come back from vacation. Oh, yeah. And you go back to your, those are always the worst days. Yeah, you come back always to your job, you're like, how do I do this? And that's what it felt like every oh. weekend morning. <laughs> So, I mean, now we've had a lot of different weather that we've been expecting. Like, mm -hmm. I think last week we were supposed to get a big snowstorm, mm -hmm. and it wasn't so bad. No. I feel like certain people, certain times, people get, like, offended. They're like, oh, the weathermen are in line with the bread people, the bread and milk <laughs> people. That's not the case. I want you to kind of describe the difficulties, because from me looking at it, I feel like wind gusts and stuff can push and make things so different. Sure. You're seeing that. Talk mm -hmm. about what you saw last week with the snowstorm and everything. So going into that, I mean, from the get-go, from the jump, it was always, oh, are we going to mix? You know, how much mix? How much sleet? How much freezing rain? When do we get it? When do we get it? When do we get it? And then comes a point where you start getting, you know, the warnings from and watches from National Weather Service, and they're going, they're, they're, they're taking the snow boat. I mean, they're, they're all, they're on the ship. They're on the boat, they're ready to roll with snow. And you're, you know, we're still looking at it, we're wrestling with it, but it's like, you know, everywhere you look, everything you look at says 
snow. And so eventually you just kind of, you know, you roll on that. But with that kind of like asterisk of, hey, I mean, our range that we had from our original map for the Wyoming Valley was six to 12 inches. That's a huge range. You know, six inches, not too big of a deal. A foot of snow, a much bigger deal. So it's a huge range and I know it's hard to plan for. Um, and then we ended up getting six and a half inches of snow, but we had hours upon hours of sleet and freezing rain and probably just some plain rain for a time before we went back to snow and it just made like this like frozen Narnia that, that we had <laughs> for a while until, until the rain started to wash it away. So in terms of what changed, believe it or not, and this is going to seem crazy, but the storm when it was in or over Oklahoma, it started producing a lot of thunderstorms. Wow. A lot of thunderstorms, okay? And wow. what that does is like, when the your weather models that you look at, they don't resolve, it's, that's called convection. Um, you know, think of like a convection oven, same kind of process. So models don't resolve that particularly well. And when that happened, it kind of shifted the storm track from down there 25 miles northwest. And as you know, as you just said, if the you know gusts blow and all of a sudden, you know, it really is the butterfly effect. You know, a butterfly flapping its wings in China, you know, how does that affect the weather here? But it's, a, it's no, really, I mean, it's legit. So the storm was modeled 25 miles farther south down and across Oklahoma than what ended up being reality. And then that manifested itself into a storm track that ended up like 75 to 100 miles farther northwest by the time it got here. So because that system was now shifted 100 miles farther north, that takes that mix line and shoves it 100 miles farther north than what we saw. That's deep. Yeah, it is. It, deep convection. <laughs> so, <laughs> even better is there's a model called Deep Thunder, but I mean, that's, that, that's a little weather joke there. But, you know, and that, so that's what happens. So by the time I'm seeing that, because a lot of models run about every six hours. So okay. I'm seeing that information now, like, as the 11 o'clock news is running on Friday night. Map. Models, oh, like, too. Lots like of stuff. European models and American models, models and I mean, French models. Yeah. Like, what type of model? Every <laughs> type of model. This is the only job in the world that you can look at your, your girlfriend, your wife, whatever, and when she's like, what are you doing, honey? You can tell her, I'm looking at models, and they can't get mad. <laughs> they can't get mad. Because I'm not looking, you know, at you know, half-naked women or whatever you know, on my phone. I'm looking at, like, you know, weather maps. So the girlfriend's like looking at me like Thursday night like oh. John like what 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 are you doing and I'm like I'm looking at models babe it's fine <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so there's a lot of models that we look that's at amazing. but but you know that goes back to that's why we're meteorologists and not modelologists right so there's a difference there modelologists are just looking at weather models and saying oh that's what it said so that's what it's going to be meteorologists are using you know that real-time stuff looking at stuff not just in weather models but you know real-time observations so seeing that over Oklahoma was a huge red flag I mean massive I mean Friday night I went home and I was already kicking myself I'm like you know, and, and I know that we won't, yes, we won't yes, use yes, the yes, foul yes, language. Yes, yes, don't, please don't. But, you know. This is our first episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just trying to get off the ground. <laughs> get the FCC don't, on our side. <laughs> don't ruin this for me. <laughs> Never invited on again. But to see that there, you know, you're kicking yourself going, oh, man, like, this is already taking a different turn. Okay. And then by, but by Saturday morning, I got up and I looked at some stuff again. 
And you know, I tried to spread the word the best I could, saying, "Yeah, this thing shifted. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna see less snow and more mix." And with the wind, you know, that complicates yeah, it in, it in other makes, ways. It even worse. And it was. And I think I think that's something that kind of gets you know lost in the shuffle. Um, people, it's almost like they get offended. You know, it's like you say we're only gonna get six, we got eight inches of snow, and like everyone loses their mind. But it's still all about impacts. Mm -hmm. You know, six inches of snow with a bunch of sleet has very similar impacts to a foot of snow yeah. and, and when the snow falls you know this came on a weekend had this event happen on like Wednesday during the commute oh my gosh it would have been worse everything would have been forget closed it. Uh, crashes and everything forget don't it don't like that no don't like hearing that no and you can get you know and I've, I'll even you know and I'll argue to the death you know getting two inches of snow in 30 minutes during you know a morning rush hour or evening rush hour is more impactful than a foot of snow in a weekend more people over are 12 out. hours. More people are out. School buses, people going home from work, trying to, you know, grab exactly. a burger or anything. Exactly. And the roads are congested, so it's harder for the you know, the road crews to be out there trying to plow. People get mm -hmm. stuck. Yeah. Um, and when I was I was in high school, um, and we had an event. It was actually a little lake effect snow. We got about an inch of snow in an hour, and it was 34 degrees when it started snowing. By the time it stopped, it was 27. Wow. What happened was it just created this huge glaze. It was a sheet of ice. Our normal bus route took about 15 minutes to get there. Mm. No, it wow. took an hour and a half for our bus. Some buses never made it. They just got stuck on hills. And the crews couldn't sand. They were all stuck in traffic. So again, it's all about the timing of the snow too and not necessarily you know the overall amount. Um, but you know, with this storm, it happened on the weekend, yeah. and then it all—you know—we got real cold afterwards, and you know that just created again frozen Narnia. Frozen Narnia. <laughs> frozen Narnia. So I mean, we've focused a lot on weather during mm -hmm. this, during this talk, mm -hmm. but there's more to weather. There's more to John mm. than weather. I mean, you are sure. an outdoorsman. Sure. You every time I see you on Facebook, you're climbing <laughs> some mountain or skiing down some hill. You're yeah. just outside. Uh -huh. You are the true Play 60. Yeah. <laughs> <That> <laughs> NFL is, Play 60. That is you, Play 60. <laughs> I think I did. I got one of those Apple watches, and I think I've got more than 60 minutes of exercise today. In fact, I know I did. I did a uh, hit workout followed by a bunch of... Uh, I've been doing this thing. I started off the month. I, I tried to do this last With year, too. With the push-ups, right? With the push-ups, yeah, right. Okay, um, right. What are we up to for exercise today? I'm we're, checking the watch. 82 minutes. 82, 82 minutes. Of outdoors, well, I, well, outside, the, of the, exercise. Took the dog for a walk. Okay. But I got, yeah, so last year I tried this. A friend of mine um, got me into it. He said, there's this thing that you can do, uh, or this challenge, is to do 100 push-ups every day. Um, so last year I started it on January 2nd, and I did pretty well for like the first two and a half weeks, then I missed a day, then I got back into it. It's but tough. Once you miss that one time, you're like, oh, I'll just start on Monday, and exactly. then you don't start, something happens on Monday, exactly. and you're just like, oh, next month, and then... It's over. Yeah, you it's did. 2019 already. Yeah. <laughs> and it just and it fell off a cliff. And then I, like by the end of the month, I missed like the last three of the four days or something. So this month, I've been more committed, wow. and I haven't missed a day yet. Do your job. Do your job, <laughs> Bill Belichick. Win that Super Bowl. Uh, but yeah, so that, that that's been going, you know, really well. Uh, I haven't missed a day, and I've like increased it you know, during the week. I'm doing other exercises. I added some Sean T. Beachbody oh, Insanity oh, workouts Lord. on okay. top of it. Yeah. So There's no shirt off for the yeah, 10 no, and 11. No. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No. Uh, but yeah, so, but that, you know, all of that, like my activity, it's all, 
it all comes from a good place. It isn't like some crash diet. It isn't trying to be someone I'm not. I mean, it's just the way I grew up. I mean, both of my parents are incredibly active. My dad, I was just talking to my dad last night. He's a skier, right? He's a skier. He's a mountain biker. Worked for a mountain biking company for a while. Whoa. Designing titanium frame bicycles for the first company that so you get, ever made them. Did you get bikes for Christmas or what was your? I did. Okay. Good. I did. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Making sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a skateboard. <laughs> Give me a scooter. <laughs> no, but I mean, so my parents are really active. So you know, it comes from them. It, um, they've always been active, mm. and so you know, weekends as a kid, it wasn't like oh, go to soccer practice, then sit on the couch and eat Cheetos and mm. play video games. Okay. It was like sorry. <laughs> that's, that's me. I didn't know that was so bad. <laughs> it was like go to basketball practice, but then like you, then you're skiing or then you're going for mountain bike rides, and then it's like oh, like dad's hitting me baseballs and throwing me baseballs. So it was like we were just always active. So it's just something that I've I've continued, you know, in my adult life. Awesome. Now let's talk about your talk about. I hear that's like a bad question for like sports athletes. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Talk about this for talk me. About the, the, it's the hey, inaugural man. episode. It's fine. <laughs> What's your what's your motivation? What brings you to work every day besides getting paid? You know, you have bills and stuff. <laughs> yeah. What brings you to do a great job, the job that you do here at WNEP? It's the fact that every day I come in, it's different. There's no two days that are alike. And I think that's one of the great parts about working in a market like this, uh, the Scranton, Wilkes-Barre market, um, or really any Northeast market, a lot of the mountain markets, you know, um, out West, is that it's different every day. You know, it's not San Diego, where it's like a lot of days of sunshine, and 72 degrees, blah, you know, just boring, you know, snooze fest. I mean, I come in here and it's like, things are just constantly changing and evolving. Um, and, and weather really impacts people. Um, and, and I really, you know, I feel really deeply, you know, about trying to make a really accurate forecast. You know, people say, ah, oh, you're wrong 50% of the time and you still get paid. But I'm telling you, no one loses more sleep or beats themselves up more than your local meteorologist when, you know, you thought a big snowstorm was coming and you got nothing or vice versa. Um, even last, last winter, um, you know, the Poconos got slammed. One of them, you know, people were stuck on, what, 84, 388? Yeah, yeah. Overnight. I remember waking yeah. up and looking at the, the webcams, and nothing makes you feel worse. I know it's no, con you know, consolation or whatever. Mm. I mean, if you were stuck out there, I mean, you probably still think I'm a jerk. But we feel horrible that that happened. Mm. You know, and I feel like people look at that and say, oh, you know, you just get, you're wrong. But it's like, we beat ourselves up. We want to be 100% right and make the forecast not only right, but understandable, which is also key. So I think you're seeing where I'm going with this. Not only am I trying to make a, a forecast really accurate, I'm trying to make it really understandable and relatable to people at home. Um, you know, I, I'll constantly say, you know, as in the summer, oh, it looks like a bad hair day is coming, even though I'm basically bald. Uh, but, you know, I know, I know, especially, you know, women, you know, my girlfriend, and she's yeah. always, you know, she's got the, you know, she'll get the poof going, and she, she, she'll kill me. <laughs> she oh, knows well, that I said we'll that. that oh, no, no, we're leaving that in oh, there. Leave we're, we're leaving it in there. Uh, hey. <laughs> you can stay on my couch. If uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you got room, right? <laughs> um, but so you know trying to make it relatable stuff like that yeah, stuff yeah. like you know when is the snow falling what does that mean for you mm -hmm. at home so that that's what drives me you know trying to trying to make you know it's different every day trying to make an accurate and understandable forecast for, for everybody um, and, and hope that they you know they take at least one thing away from every forecast one of the final questions I have for you is how has technology 
change, like social media, that can be computers, that can be, just take me through technology changing, Whoa. meteorology. Here, I'll make it, I'll try to round it for you. Since you graduated from college. Oh my gosh, I mean, even in college, there, there was like a, a global weather model. It doesn't even exist anymore. Um, it was called the NGM. It was joked as the no good model. Oh, um, that's gone. That's gone then. <laughs> nested grid model. Um, it was what it stood for, I believe. Um, and, you know, it doesn't even exist anymore. Um, you know, technology, you know, when we first started, it's it's funny, like, you get, like, your Facebook, you know, update, you know, like, uh, mm -hmm. the time, the, yeah, yeah. not the time, what do they call it, the time hop kind of a yeah, deal. Yeah, time hop, yeah. And, yeah, and, you, and, cool. and, and you look at, like, what you wrote 10 years ago, and it's like, really? <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, and it's amazing, you know, it doesn't do that for our professional pages, or at least I haven't found a way to do no, it. No, I hope um, not. But I've, but I've, like, looked back, you know, yeah. at some, some older stuff, and it's like, man, that wasn't understandable. Or, or, you know, why was I writing it like this and like what's important? I think one of the biggest changes is the advent of Periscope and Facebook Live. Um, you know, it, I think that really is a is a tool for not only meteorologists, but, you know, reporters oh, too. Yeah, all the time. Um, but it, it just media in general, because it, it gives you a better sense of who it is that you're watching on the news every night. It, you, you know, for your news stories, you're given like a minute and 30 seconds to, to tell the story. Yes. Um, and I know as a reporter too, you guys have to, you know, you don't get that chance to show a lot of personality. I because, miss that. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you get your, you know, because those of you listening, I mean, Alan is this like really fun, awesome guy. Ah, no, okay. no, really, really. <laughs> I mean, he's like, he's, he's into like his Eagles stuff. Oh, he, you, you know, know it, man. He's a really well. Yeah. <laughs> Big Foles Cole. <laughs> He's, 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 he's really into like a lot of stuff that I think a lot of people, you know, normal regulation people that watch him on the news every night are. And, you know, meteorologists, you know, we're the same way. But I think not only on air do we have that opportunity to, to, to give away some personality, but I think Facebook Live, Periscope, I use yeah, Facebook yeah. Live a lot more than I've ever used Periscope. Um, just because there's a little behind the scenes, it's a lot easier to run Facebook Live through our weather graphics system. I've kind of found a way, okay. um, a way to yeah. do that and integrate the graphics rather than doing the phone and flipping it around thing. Um, but that's a real game changer um, in, in terms of technology because yeah, it gives you a sense of, you know, who it is that you're dealing with every night, and because you can just go into like any kind of you know, painstaking detail that you want. You know, on TV, it's, again, it goes down, down to being accurate and understandable. So it's, you know, when a lot of the complexities and weather, you're trying to just make it, hey, this thing that's here is coming to you. It's going to be here on Thursday at five o'clock and it's going to bring this type of weather. And that's what you need to know. Whereas Facebook Live, you know, if people are, you know, really inquisitive, uh, you get some real weather weenies who will follow you who are, you know, want to know about different models, yes, different yes, things. Yes. So you can just dive into like all this stuff. like as high a level science as you could possibly ever dream of. And I think that's, you know, I think it's really important to kind of show how the sausage is made yeah, uh, yeah, to, to, to people. So, and, and Facebook Live is, is an amazing opportunity to do that. So um, social media has obviously changed a lot in terms of what we say and what we can put out. Um, and then the data that we're looking at too. I mean, models that, you know, were available are still available now, but the resolution of those models has greatly increased. Um, increased resolution doesn't always necessarily mean better forecasts, um, but it, it does at least kind of enhance 
the view to, you know, and at least try to create a, a better reality. The, the easiest way to explain it is um, some of our really coarse resolution weather models use these really like large, think of it just large boxes all over the country. Um, it's uh, when we're talking about something like the, the European model, when I was in school, had uh, 100 kilometer resolution. So basically, if you were to draw a line that was 100 miles wide and 100 miles long, so you create, you know, a, a, or it's a kilometers, excuse me. So 100 kilometer by 100 kilometer box. So everything in that box is now assumed to have the same weather. That's a lot. I mean, think about that. 100 kilometers is 60-ish miles. That's insane that's, to have that that's widespread. It's, yeah, yeah. That, like there's so many changes. And when you spread it out like that, too, what ends up happening is you end up really flattening things. So mountains that are 5,000 feet tall get squished to like 100 feet tall. And makes it a little easier for you, doesn't it? Well, when you're it? when you're flattening stuff in models, what ends up happening is you lose oh. the terrain effects. Okay, which is huge for this e area. Exactly. This so area. when you ramp up the resolution, one of the things that becomes more apparent is terrain. You know, some of our models now are three and even one kilometer resolution. So that's much better because what you're doing is you're you're taking mountains that in these really coarse resolution models you were flattening to you know from 5,000 feet to 100 feet tall well now those mountains are like you know if it was 5,000 feet now they're like 3,500 feet tall and so you're at least getting a better picture now whether the model runs it totally right because of all the assumptions that go in yada yada eh, but at least like you know okay the mountain the model now recognizes there's a Mountain here, mass there. yeah. Mass. Okay. So, so you know that part has changed. You know the data that we're looking at, better resolution, better computing power, like like insane amounts of computing power now compared to what we started with. The tools that we use on air have changed dramatically. A lot of the same companies are still out there, but their tools and the data that they provide has has greatly increased and expanded, and that's really helped us to tell the weather story so much better. You know, it's funny to look at some of my stuff that I did coming out of college. And you say, you know, yeah, you're new, so obviously, like, you don't have that level of experience anymore. Um, or you don't have that experience yet to, to tell it the way you want. But also the tools that we had available were, like, Ugh. archaic now. Oh, right? my gosh. Yeah. Like, the stuff that you did then, you can explain it infinitely times better now and make it more understandable based on our weather graphics vendors. Um, they're not supplying the maps we build them mm -hmm. but they supply they're giving us the tools they're giving us the the, the, the cement yeah, they're giving us the bricks yeah. you know the, the, that and then we make you know the mona lisa <laughs> that is incredible john how can people maybe they're listening sure like the one or two people that may listen oh no this no this is gonna be huge <laughs> massive how can these people find you uh, I am active on social media. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I think it's WN, uh, John WNEP, uh, meteorologist John Hickey WNEP on Facebook. Um, you can find our station bios on our website. You can literally Google John Hickey WNEP and you will come to our bio page. Um, and, and you can you can find me there. Otherwise, you'll you'll see me hiking a mountain or skiing down a trail, um, or at your local grocer. Nice. <laughs> well, John, thank you for your time. This has been great. First episode in the books. It's I can't believe it. In We've, the books. You've done it, Alan. You've I, done I, it. I, whew, here we go. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. Thanks, Alan.